0: Welcome to YourLifeRocks.com podcast, where you can build a life of balance, purpose, and success. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, working Christian mom, speaker, and coach. Each week, you will find tips and inspiration to grow personally in your career and in your faith and balance it all in your crazy, busy, beautiful life. If you want to cut the overwhelm and take control over your life, visit YourLifeRocks.com. How are you? I am so glad that you're here to hang out with me today. We have a very special guest. Her name is Valerie Kolick, and she is a marriage expert. Now she's going to be sharing with us some amazing tips that you can apply, true actionable items that you can start doing right away. And I just want to let you know before we dive into the interview that everything that she talks about, we're going to be listing out in the show notes. So make sure you go to yourliferocks.com backslash the number eight to get all of the actionable details that she's going to be talking about. So whether you are in a very positive, happy, loving spot in your relationship or things might be a little dicey, so you can start applying them right away to see an abundance of love in your marriage. Now, I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Let's jump right into the interview. Hey, we have a special guest hanging out with us today. I'm super excited to introduce you to Valerie Kolick, Life and Relationship Coach. Now, she helps women break through their challenges in their marriage so that they can gain control back over their own happiness, feel supported and appreciated, and recreate the life and relationship they love. With over 10 years experience in relationship and positive psychology fields, a master in professional counseling, and a certification in, mem- in marriage and life coaching, Valerie has developed a marriage coaching technique that transforms the lives and relationships of the women even when their partner does not want to participate in coaching. That's huge. Now, Valerie's decades of studying relationships, marriage, positive psychology, and wellness has led her to the creation of New Couples Informed Coaching Style. She believes that it only takes one person in a relationship to make positive changes to affect the whole of the relationship. As a coach, Valerie walks with her individual clients to create immediate change and insight so that they can bring change in their marriage and the love of their lives. Now, Valerie is a mom of two kids, and I'm super excited for you all to learn from her today. Valerie, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Jenny. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, we are so glad that you are here to spend some time and hang out with us today. So tell us a little bit more about you. Let's see. You pretty much
1: covered most of it in the bio, but I want to let you know I've been married for seven years. I've been with my husband, though, for 13 years, I guess. Um, we have two amazing kids. I have a four-year-old daughter named Noel and a two-year-old son named Gavin. They are amazing. They are lots of fun, but also also very challenging. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. Some of the best kids are that way. My kids are the same way. They, I love them to death, and they're amazing, but they can be challenging, especially a two-year-old boy. Two-year-old boys are hard. Uh, We'll have to talk about that more. (laughs) (laughs) We definitely will. Well, I'm so glad that you are here and you have so much wisdom to pour into us today, which I very much appreciate your time for that. But before we get into all of your incredible wisdom, we're all human here. And one big part of Your Life Rocks is for all of us to work on building each other up and create a community and to just realize and have grace for ourselves that no one is perfect So although we always see the faults in ourselves and not necessarily in others, I think it's always important to talk about the areas that we struggle in. So we call this part of the show a moment of grace. So Valerie, would you be so kind to share with us a moment of grace for you?
1: Absolutely. I'm sure I have many of them, but I'll pick one for you. (laughs) Awesome. A couple of weeks ago, I don't know um, if you know where Hershey Park is in Hershey, Pennsylvania, We took my children there with my family, my parents and brother, and I think I broke every single parenting role I've ever given myself. I had a two-year-old, my son, just running around like crazy. We originally told him he could be the leader of the day, and he thought that that meant he should just run around the park all day and make us chase him. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm usually very big about, um, you know, not
0: yelling at my
1: kids too much. I try to play games with them more to make them get back on my page. But it was a really, you know, tough situation. And like I said, I think I broke every parenting role. And one thing I learned from it is to never judge another mother, father in public about what they're doing with their children. Because we just never know where that kind of, that breaking point or that need to just take a moment of grace and realize what's going on and kind of calm yourself down.
0: Oh my gosh, that is so perfect. And what a great lesson to come from that too because we've all been there, right? We on both sides. We've been there when we've seen parenting situations go crazy and you're like, wow, that parent needs to get it under control. But then we've also been on that other side where we're like, oh my gosh, why is this happening to me right now and who is this mom that's coming out of me that's not meant? to who I want to be trained myself, to my kids and treating them this way. And, you know, we've both been, I think everyone's been on both sides of that equation for sure. But I think whenever we're in that spot, that's such a great lesson to take from it, right? Is just to realize, you know what, next time you judge someone, <laughs> just be careful because you might find yourself in that same situation. Certainly it's difficult. Thank you so much for sharing that. Absolutely. Okay. So, you know, Your Life Rocks, we are all about creating life balance, and it's different for everybody, and I think that's why so many people you hear say it's not attainable or it is attainable, but I really think it depends on how you define what life balance is. So, Valerie, for you as a working mom, how do you define life balance?
1: I really think of life balance as more as life and harmony. So if you were to think of, you know, your favorite song, Making all the different instruments, all the different voices come together to create one amazing, beautiful song with lots of crescendos, lots of ups and downs. You know, sometimes the saxophone will have a solo. Sometimes the piano will have a solo. And just like in our life, sometimes our kids have the solo. Sometimes our marriage needs to have the solo. Sometimes our work needs to have the solo. But then when you can actually harmonize and put all of those little pieces together, and create just a beautiful sound and beautiful music, that is what life balance, life harmony really is to me.
0: Oh, that's beautiful and so perfect. That fits right into what we're all about here at Your Life Rocks. I love it. All right. So, so much of that, I think, is making sure that you're in the right mindset as well, right, to to be and figure out what area needs to have that solo in your life at that moment. And I know for you, as we're kind of talking about some of the um, success points that you're going to be talking about with us and helping to create that stronger marriage, mindset plays such a big, important role in creating a successful marriage. And I know you talk a lot about that. Can you tell us a little bit more?
1: Absolutely. I'm a big believer that uh, I do couples counseling, couples coaching, as well as individual counseling and coaching coaching. And I'm a believer that one person can make a change in a system, in a relationship. But a lot of that comes from what your mindset is, what you're thinking. So, for example, if you you uh, you know, if you wake up in the morning and you're kind of like, my husband's a jerk, he doesn't do this, he doesn't do that, of course your relationship's not going to be good that day. You're not going to have a good day in your marriage. But if you can wake up in the morning and say, I had, Appreciate my husband for the way he took care of the children yesterday, or, you know, I admire that he works so hard to take care of us, it's going to be a lot easier to really build a relationship that you love.
0: I like that. So really starting out the day, really thinking about the positive things now, and we've talked a lot about mindset in some other of our episodes and trying to kind of retrain the brain to look at more of those positive things, but I'm sure... Sometimes, um, and you might see this sometimes when you're working with your clients, that if they kind of are in that habit of always seeing the negative, how do you kind of coach them from the habit of seeing the negative in their husband to the habit of seeing or starting that practice of really seeing more of the positive?
1: There's two really small things that I like to do. One thing that I have a lot of my clients do is just to make a list, Mm -hmm. write down a list of all the qualities about your husband that you love, that you admire, that you appreciate. And, you know, think back of when you were first dating or when things were really good in the marriage, if they're not so good right now. Just make that list and read it every day, especially, you know, if if you guys are kind of struggling at the moment. Take a chance and step back and read it. And right away you're going to change your mindset. You're going to start saying, okay, this is why I fell in love with him. He still has these things. Another thing that I love to do, my husband and I do, and has really, uh, even after being together for 12 years, we can learn from each other more. I'm still learning about him. And one way that we do that is every morning I text him five things that I'm grateful for. And it's not necessarily about him. Sometimes it is. uh, But just five things that I'm grateful for. And he texts me back with five things that he's grateful for. And it's amazing how much I can actually learn from that text. Like, wow, I didn't know he was even thinking about that. And it helps you even more to appreciate uh, those thoughts that are going through in your spouse, because even if they're not really showing you uh, the love or the admiration that you need, they probably are really thinking about
0: it. Oh, that is so great. You know, and it's funny because we often think about like listing off our gratitudes or journaling our gratitudes. But texting your husband, like that takes it to a whole new level. And so you said the five things. They don't necessarily have to be things that you're grateful for about him or they could be about anything.
1: Yeah, they could be about anything because what you're really doing is you're sharing what you love about your life together.
0: Oh, that's so great. That's so great. And then is that something that you guys had – um, kind of talked about ahead of time to say, okay, I'm going to text you five and then you text me back? Or did you just start doing it and then he reciprocated?
1: I just started doing it. It was something I wanted to incorporate more gratitude into my life. And for me, it was the easiest thing when I was you know, going to work in the morning or he was going to work in the morning. We don't get to see each other very often right in the morning. So I was like, okay, I'll just tell him what I'm grateful for. And then he reciprocated.
0: That is awesome. I love that. And I think it just speaks so much to, you know, just a lot of different things in our marriage that once we kind of take that step forward and start doing, there's a lot of other things that can be reciprocated. Do you see that in other areas as well? Absolutely. Once you start changing
1: the way you do things, your husband, your spouse is going to start changing the way they do things because it's a system. Uh, A relationship as a system so if you change one thing something in that system has to change to keep the equilibrium
0: I love that and kind of I think going back to the texting and and getting a little bit more of his perspective I mean like you said it gave you an idea of the things that he does appreciate and maybe some things you didn't necessarily think of and I think that that's hard because sometimes at least speaking from my own experience with my husband sometimes he has a hard time articulating exactly the things that um, he might appreciate or just his perspective on things. Like I think, and I think it's just human, right? We all just assume everyone gets where we're coming from and that probably gives you guys a different point to talk about, right? Or a different springboard just to be able to see a little bit more from his, his side. Would you share a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's, I'll give you one example. My best friend um, plays professional basketball overseas, and she's in Turkey right now, which we know has been kind of a dangerous place. Um, and one day he texted me back, his gratitude was, "I'm thankful that you're, Julia, your friend, is safe." and I was like wow i didn't what I didn't think about that today. How did you think about that today?"
0: Wow, that's awesome. yeah. That's really great, and so I think that that really kind of plays into um, something else that I know you talk a lot about, which is mind reading, and it probably just kind of takes the curtain back a little bit. So share with us a little bit on how you see um, mind reading or even just thinking that we already know what our spouse is thinking and and how you kind of see that come into play into some issues with marriage and how women can really take that action step forward to take a different course.
1: Absolutely. So one thing I think that we do a lot, I'll give you another example. Uh, if I have to stay home, if I have to stay uh, at work or a meeting or something late and I'm driving home and I'm thinking in my head, my husband is going to be so upset. He's going to be mad that I wasn't home in, in home in time for dinner. I'm thinking all these things in my head that he's going to be mad. And then when I walk into the door, whether he's mad or not, My thoughts are going to go on to him, and I'll probably say something along the lines of, uh, well, there's no reason to get mad at me, or anything that he says, I'm going to think it's coming from a place of anger or him being upset with me because I was late, when, in fact, he probably wasn't mad at me to start with. He's understanding. He knows that. But because I thought I knew what he was thinking or what he was going to say, I actually put that situation into play. And then on the other side of it, if we think that our husband should know what we want, if we think that they should know that we want flowers for no reason and we don't get that, you know, we're just doing ourselves a disservice because we're not getting what we need and we're expecting our husband to know something, to read our minds, but there's no possible way they can read our minds. So we actually have to speak up and say what we need from our husbands. And there's a great formula for doing something like that. Uh, it's usually, you know, kind of like a sandwich method. You really you start with a compliment or admiration, appreciation. So, and then you follow it up with, I feel with an actual emotion. So you don't want to say, um, you know, you've been a great dad lately, but I feel like you're a a jerk. (laughs) No, it's it's more, you've been a great dad lately, but I'm feeling lonely because I haven't seen you. And then I need what you need from him. What do you need from him now? I need you to take off early next week so we can go have a date night together or whatever it is that you actually need. So you need to be clear in your own head about what it is that you need. And then you can always follow it up with, what can I do to meet your needs this week?
0: Oh, that is so great. And I love that. And then one of the things that we're really big about um, here at Your Life Rocks is having those real clear, actionable steps. And I love that format of really asking for what we want because sometimes, you know, that's the thing is we do kind of expect for our husbands to be mind readers or when we do tell them, if we don't tell them the right way, it can come across um, almost as an insult to them, right? Or, or not necessarily be received in the way that we want it to. So I love this format for asking. And I really, really, really love the thing that you said about being clear first for what you really want. Cause I think sometimes, at least I know for myself, I might know how I want to feel, but I don't necessarily know what he can do to make me feel that way. And so I think being really clear on that first is key to kind of set that expectation.
1: Exactly. We expect sometimes our husbands to make us feel better and they're trying to. A lot of times husbands want to solve your problem, but that's not what you need. Sometimes you just need to complain for a second, but being able to tell your husband. Hey, I, you know what, I need you to sit there and just kind of listen to me and then hug me afterwards.
0: That is so great. And I really love too asking them, you know, what do you need from me this week? And I, I love that actionable piece where it really puts the ball into the woman's court to make that difference for the marriage. That's really great.
1: Yeah. And one of the things with that too is uh, another part with mindset is understanding the other perspective and showing empathy to your spouse and that question really leads into that because if you were you might think that your husband means one thing when he says something if he's saying I miss you you may take it as um, I'm not doing a good enough job as a mom and a wife whereas he just means hey I, I miss you <laughs> I want to see you more so it's looking at the different perspectives where is he coming from What is another way to look at the situation that happened before you actually get upset or angry about something? Where is he coming from and what are those different angles?
0: That's really great. And so now let me ask you this because one of the things that I know um, you've talked about in the past was that it really just can take one person. So, what happens if, say, one of the women listening to this podcast, they take step one and they put it into play where they start or I shouldn't say step one, but that first idea of really texting their gratitudes towards their husband, but they're not getting anything back. And then maybe they try the format for asking for what they want, but then they're not getting anything back. What would you recommend for that woman in that spot where she's just really kind of a one side of the relationship and not able to kind of break through that wall?
1: Persistence is key because, as a married couple or any type of relationship, you've been in a cycle for so long that if you just change one thing one time, uh, nothing may happen and it's just going to go back to the way it was. But if you continue to keep making those positive steps and making those positive changes, eventually your husband is going to notice and start reciprocating and start giving it back because he's going to feel more appreciated, more love, and he's going to want to put that back. He's going to want to give that back. So you have to realize that this is a habit, a cycle that you guys have been in for, you know, how many ever years it may be, and you're switching things up. So you might actually be met with resistance at first, but you just have to realize that You know that you're doing what feels good to you and you know that you're making a change and you have to be persistent and keep at it.
0: If in a way, it almost kind of goes back to having your own mindset going into it. Because I think for women that are in that situation, it's a lot of like mental prep just on their own just to be able to be persistent, wouldn't you think?
1: Perfect. I think that's a perfect example it really is getting into the mindset that, hey, I want to make a change, I need to make a change in my life. And most of the times, I say with most relationships, your your spouse is gonna be on board but doesn't quite know what to do and may feel inadequacies if you're telling them that you're not happy or that something needs to change. So this is a nice way of kind of going in there and saying I'm going to make this change. I'm going to make these changes for myself, which is going to change my relationship.
0: That's really great. I love that. And I love that it's just full accountability on yourself, 100% ridiculously in charge of your own marriage.
1: It is. Absolutely. It's all about, you know, we have choices in everything that we do and a big thing I always say I'm not a referee. I'm I'm not there to make a decision between you and your husband who's right or who's wrong. My big thing is that you need to take accountability for your own actions and then the rest will follow.
0: That's so great. All right. So now you're putting these steps into place and he's coming along and he's reciprocating, which is awesome. So, from kind of the get go of putting these in place, it's really that I'm ridiculously in charge and I'm doing these things. And then once he starts reciprocating, it's almost becomes like a team. So kind of share with us a little bit about how that transition works into making it more of like a team, um, mindset versus a solo mindset.
1: Let me give you a, a quick little story. Um, I guess this would also be a moment of grace. We all need help in our lives at some point. So, I have, even as a counselor and a coach, I've seen my own therapist, my own coach. And I remember leaving, about to leave my session one time. And I was like, I just feel so overwhelmed. I feel like I'm doing everything and I'm doing everything for my husband as well. And he told me, You let that happen. And at first, I was so angry with him. I was like, No, I didn't. <laughs> talking about this is not my fault it's my husband's fault um but what I realized is I was taking so much control over everything that needed to be done in our household that I wasn't letting my husband be my teammate I was treating him almost as a child and so many women complain about their husbands acting as a child but we need to step back and say hey are we treating them like a child because we have probably given them that space to not be part of a team. So we need to let go of some control and say, okay, you're responsible for these things, and we're a team, and we need to handle you know, everything that's going on in our household as a team. I'm not taking care of you. We're taking care of each other, and we're taking care of our family together.
0: Wow, that is huge. Thank you so much for sharing that vulnerability. And I think that so many women, I know myself included, can definitely relate to that. Um especially considering my audience are or we're working moms. So a lot of us are a little bit more A-type personality and get it done kind of women and so it's really easy to fall into that trap, right? Of just taking control at home and making sure things get done, but It's true. Then sometimes you get resentful, right? And you turn around and you're like, wait, why am I doing all of this? But then if you didn't create that space for him to be your partner in it, that's such great insight. I really appreciate you sharing that story. Thank you.
1: And The resentment is a big thing. And if we're not letting our husbands take their part and lead the family, then we're doing them a disservice as well.
0: Absolutely. And I know that the Bible really calls us to that, too, is to that the husband is the head of the household. And I know for me in my own walk, that's been a huge part is just letting that be the case and and making sure that I'm making space for that in both my spiritual walk as well as my marriage walk. Absolutely. Now, what any other parting advice that you have for us, anything that we didn't cover that you feel like, gosh, everyone just really needs to know these last couple things in order to, to really find success? I think twofold
1: is in your marriage, you need tons of trust, tons of forgiveness, and tons of empathy. So the trust, it's not only, hey, I trust my husband not to cheat on me, but it's also, I trust my husband to take care of the finances, to do what's right for me and our family at all times. And it has to be reciprocated. So anything that you do, you have to know that it's in the best interest of your spouse and your family as well, and that's how you gain trust. And the empathy is taking a step back, whatever your spouse is feeling, and looking at it, putting yourself in their shoes to understand where they're really coming from and to really appreciate that. That
0: is so great. So trust, forgiveness, and empathy.
1: Yep, and forgiveness, we all know it's very hard, but I think there, there's a quote, a marriage uh, is a relationship of two awesome forgivers.
0: That is so true. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. All right, well, thank you so much for sharing these successes. I just want to recap some of the really actionable pieces that you so graciously gave us. Um, you know, really talking about that mindset being the most important thing and really having that mindset of gratitude by texting your husband five things that you're grateful for just in the life that you share together and, um, and maybe he'll start reciprocating that so you can really get to see his perspective, but then really being clear on the things that you want and need out of your relationship. And I love the format that you gave us for asking for that, starting with a compliment talking about how you feel, and then what you need. And one thing that really resonated a lot with me when you spoke about that is I know my husband has a strong need to solve my problems for me. And I like that format because I think mentally for him, it'll be easy for him to process, okay, she gave me an action item on what I can do to fix. And I think that he'll really uh, respond well to that. And then asking what he needs from me, I think that that is a huge piece as well. And then just those last three points, just to remember trust, forgiveness, and empathy. I think that I'm going to start adding that into um, my weekly challenges that I have for my community. Every Friday, uh, we uh, have a focus called Honor Thy Husband, and we find different ways that we can enhance our relationship with our most important person in our life, which is our husbands, and I think I'm going to incorporate those three last pieces of wisdom into that. So thank you so much, Valerie, for everything that you shared with us today. Can you stick around to share just a few more golden nuggets?
1: Sure. Thank you so much, Jenny.
0: Hey, sorry, I had to interrupt the show to ask you a question. Is your life in balance? It can be hard. After all, there's so much calling for your attention. Your career, your marriage, kids, your health, your friends. The list goes on and on, and I totally get it. To help you create a life of balance and clarity, I have a free gift for you. It's an intentional living goal workbook. It's the first step in building a balanced life. Get your copy at yourliferocks.com backslash goals. All right, time to get back to the show. Awesome. Valerie is back to share even more wisdom with us. Now, Valerie, we have a couple quick questions for you to really gain extra wisdom into your success that you've been able to create for yourself. Are you ready? I'm ready. Awesome. So I know, at least for myself and a lot of the people that I know, a big majority of their success has come from books that they've read that have really influenced them in the way that they've built their lives. What has been the most influential book for you in developing your career?
1: I'll have to go with two here, if that's okay.
0: Totally fine.
1: So as far as marriage and relationships, and I'm sure you've heard of this one, The Five Love Love Languages by Gary Chapman.
0: Love that book.
1: Yep. And then Pretty Much Anything by John Gottman. So he is kind of like the marriage guru.
0: John Gottman. I'm going to have to check out some of his books. That's great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: All right. Next question. Now, this is a little bit of a tricky one. Let's see how you answer it. So, we often talk about career books. Are there any book outside of the career realm that has made an impact for you that you love? One of my favorite is the Gift of Imperfection. The Gift of Imperfection.
1: Yep, by Brené Brown. It really uh, digs in to guilt and shame and how we need to remove those from our lives and how we have choices around everything that we do.
0: Beautiful. I'll have to check that one out for sure. All right, next question for you. What resource or tool do you use to help balance your life? A very good planner. (laughs) (laughs) Now are you a paper planner Or do you do like electronic
1: I'm a paper planner And I actually use uh, Any kind of planner That has all the hours On big pages And I start with My to-do list Every Sunday I get ready for the week ahead of me And then Every night uh, Before I end my work I plan for the next day.
0: I tell you, those two things are like my biggest secrets for success is Sunday planning and then the night before or early morning planning for your day. I think if if anyone just started doing those two things, it would just dramatically change their success.
1: It does. You wake up with a purpose every morning.
0: Totally. Yeah. And it's just clear as day and you're always moving closer to your goals. I love that. All right, last question for you. What is your number one parenting tip?
1: Always be present when you're with your kids. So I'm very big on when I come home from a day of work, instead of going straight to the dishes or cleaning, I'm with my kids. I'm 150% with them. I notice everything about them, and I'm very mindful when I'm with them. I give them a million percent of my attention.
0: Beautiful, I love it. Well, thank you so much again, Valerie, for sharing so much of your wisdom. You've been very, very generous with all of the great success tips that you've shared with us today. Now, if our listeners want to get in touch with you or work with you, how would they do that? Well, two
1: things: you could either email me at valerie at and colic is K O L I C K coaching and we can set up a call. Uh, Or you can check out my website at www.ValerieKolick.com.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much again, Valerie, for spending some time with us today. Thank you, Jenny. It's been fun. I hope all of those tips from Valerie really inspired you. Now it's time for my favorite part of every single episode where we get to look at Scripture. Now, in today's episode, we talked a lot about marriage, but we also talked a lot about communication. So the verse that we have to share and to examine together this episode is First Peter chapter 3, verse 8. And it reads Finally, I want all of you to agree with one another, be understanding, love one another, be kind and tender, be humble, don't pay back evil with evil. Don't pay back unkind words with unkind words. Instead, pay back evil with kind words. This is what you have been chosen to do. You will receive a blessing by doing this. Now, I think this ties in great with everything that Valerie was talking about today. It's really taking that initiative, that first step in your marriage to speak those kind words, to be kind, to be tender, to be understanding, and to love one another. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave us a rating and a review. It really helps other women find us. Now, you can find links to everything that we talked about, including how to get in touch with Valerie, at our show notes, yourliferocks.com backslash eight. You will also be able to join our free community there. Until next time, keep building a life that rocks.